foundation, I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show, and that's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Welcome to Bobby Finn Knows Everyone. We are part of the Pull Tab Sports Network. Uh, live today at Wild Bills down at the Girls State Hockey Tournament. And uh, along with me, my co-host as usual, Tom Lord. How are you, Tom? Doing well. Thanks for asking. I feel <laughs> special that you asked me how I'm doing. You didn't say thanks for having me. Thank you for having me today, Bobby. <laughs> That's what he always says every time. <laughs> also with us today, a special guest, Annie Cashman. How are you, Annie? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Who's this Annie Cashman? I want to know. She is the Stillwater Girls High School hockey coach. So, yeah. So I have the distinct pleasure of uh, coaching Bobby's daughter for 25 games a season and, and about 20 weeks out of the year. So. Well, uh, should we get to, into it? Just distinct pleasure? <laughs> I was going to say uh, half the game. She's uh, not by you. She's, on, she's across she's, the ice yeah, sitting so, down. Hey, we're working on that. I yeah. feel like she's... She's come a long way since the beginning of the season in that area. Uh, she yeah. was drawing penalties by the end of the year. Oh, well, that's good. That's what she, we want her to do, she, right? Yeah. Uh, can't remember which game it was. Was it Edina or uh, Andover? I think she she drew three or four right in a row, and she came to the bench. And I was oh. like, it's much better to do that than to be be the one over there. She the just... one picture she got murdered by Sauer. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Her helmet almost flew off. She got destroyed. And hey, play the game. She took it. She didn't take. Oh, yeah. She didn't take a, take no. a, get a retaliation. No. Nothing no. like that. No. She took it for sure. And Annie, what were you doing on the bench after she got hit? Just like, don't do it, Annie. Don't do it. No, I I mean, no, she, I had zero problems with any of it most of the time. I I mean, every team wants a player like that. Yeah. And they're jealous when they don't have someone who can mix it up a little bit and backs it up on the ice. It's one thing if you're out there taking penalties and you don't add anything to the other side of the score score sheet, but she does both. And we have a couple players that do both. So I, I mean... I, I was actually talking to a college coach a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know, in girls hockey, they're so hard on any player that doesn't fit a cookie cutter mold. In guys hockey, it's like that's the kid you want on your team, and that's everyone talks about that, right? So I, I have a couple of them, and I wouldn't trade them for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also have girls that don't sell you as much as boys do. We were talking about that with Winnie Brot, about like, hey, let loose, enjoy the game, have fun, get after it. Yeah, you know, it's um. It's hard, right? Because, like, again, it kind of goes back to that etiquette part of it. And Mm -hmm. girls hockey kind of sometimes has a country club culture. Yeah. It's weird. I think it has a lot to do with the economics and the people who actually can afford to play girls hockey and what they're doing. And so it's sometimes a little more prim and proper than than boys. Um, I'm all for it. I just tell the girls, just don't show up your opponent. Don't give your opponent a reason to want to put you through the glass. Yeah. So do what you got to do. But And and so um, the other thing. It's also if you score and you, and you just line up right to the face off, it's also a mentality like, oh, crap, these guys are this is they're not done. <laughs> they're coming back for more. So I always I'm fine s- with both. I want to see that, Sally, where someone scores and they all skate as fast as they can back to the center so face I tried, off and just go, let's I go. I tried talking us into it and they had on, the girls were like, you're crazy. It was that like right when awesome. I started. And I was like, don't you think it'd be such a shock to like just score and just not even go through the line and just be like, all right, let's yep. go. Yep. And they're like, no, we want to sell you. We want to go through the line. I was like, all right. Well, I think it would be way more fun if you just did that. It'd be intimidating. Yeah. For sure intimidating. <laughs> like, oh, shit. They want more. And and the other thing is because they say, like, what is it? The, the first, all these stupid hockey sayings. Oh, the first 30 seconds is the next time. And it's like, well, if you just go right to the line and the other teams, like, and, and especially if you're the home team, 
they have to put someone out in five seconds. Yeah. yeah. So you don't even get a chance to react to what happened, right? And so I've been, I've tried to get the girls on board. So maybe next year, maybe my second year, we'll, we'll start. You doing don't it. do this, Sully. You're sitting. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, well, there's a thought. That's good. You guys had a successful season. We did. Yeah, you're For good, good squad. Good squad. Um, great kids. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our team is, I, I tell them all the time, I think we were the best dressed hockey team in the state high school league as far as our warm-ups and what we looked like. And then I, I also think we were the most fun hockey team. Uh, we played in a tournament over the holidays against Breck in the Breck tournament. And Breck's families were all staffing the tournament. And we played the last game of the day the first day. And it was two days after Christmas. And we show up and the place was quiet because it was, I think it was Blake and Gentry playing or, or Gentry and someone. And there just weren't a lot of fans. And we showed up and like the whole place just had a bunch of energy all of a sudden. And lady came up to me and she goes, I got to be honest, that looks like the most fun hockey team ever. And I said, they are really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we laugh a lot and we have a good time. And, and I um, and then, yeah, as far as the wins and losses, I think, you know, I set a goal for us to be at 20 wins. We were two, I think two wins shy of that. So that was kind of a bummer and ran into a buzz on Gentry in the section semifinal, but, um, all in all a really good year. And I think next year we return almost all of our scoring except for a couple kids and our goalie, which is huge. So well, future's bright. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then Gentry, obviously they have a really good chance to win yeah. it all. Right. I mean, they are polished and it's tough to have, uh, tough to have. Those kind of teams in your section, but you know what? You got to be, you want to be the best, got to beat the best. Yeah. And that's the thing, like everyone, you know, that's been a, a common theme amongst the girls' hockey coaches is like, well, how do you even this out or how do you make it better? And it's like, that's been the history of high school sports since the beginning. You want geographical representation, you want, you want the Moorheads in it, you want someone from down south in it. And, and that's what's going to grow the game. Um, it's unfortunate that Section 4AA seems to have been so strong the last two or three years where, anyone could kind of win it but also that just means that you've better be ready to show up to your section and if you get through your section you're gonna have a really good chance to win the whole thing so that's a really good point you get those young teams coming out to watch and seeing what it's all about and yeah so when I was at Stillwater um, I graduated from college and then I was the U12A coach that was my it's my second team my first team I was a U15 coach and then I jumped down to take the head coach of the U12 team and our and I, I tell our, our girls this all the time because they don't believe me. It was the best U12 team in the history of Stillwater. It wasn't my kids, this U12 team. And they, they get a little salty when I hear that. Because <laughs> they won it all, right? Uh, we took third. Um, we actually lost to Sammy Cougar when she was the, playing for Edina. They, I tell her all the time, she stole my kids' hearts, ripped them right <laughs> out. I think she had all the goals in the game. But anyway, um, we were like 45-5. and five. Wow. And... Um, Lost in the state semifinal to Dinah, and actually Dinah lost to White Bear, which was Hannah Brandt, um, who played on the Olympic team. Yeah. But we beat White Bear eight to one in the District Two Championship to go to state. So if we, if we went to choked against Dinah, I think we would have. And my assistant Ali O'Brien was on that U twelve team. Oh, that's fine. But anyway, um, the best. Back to my point. The best game I ever saw in girls high school hockey was when Chelsea Jones was playing for Stillwater. She was the captain, and Allie Thunstrom and Caitlin Hogan played for North St. Paul, and the Section 4AA championship was at Stillwater. Oh, that's And awesome. so it was a packed house. The North team was on one side, and the Stillwater families were on one, and they had to shut off attendance. So wow. only so, you know, they had to cut, close attendance, and the place was just rocking. And um, Stillwater won in overtime, and, I'll, and my whole U12 team was there. And I just remember them, like, that was the coolest memory right. for them to see Chelsea Jones, 
scoring overtime, who was their hero at their home rank. It was a dream, right? It was a dream, right? Yeah. And, and and actually, when, and then it was kind of a letdown. You go to the state tournament, and you ever <laughs> all those same people were there, and they took up like one section at the X. <laughs> so, right. So, it's, do you think it should be at Ritter or Mariucci? Yeah, I um, I mean, I I get it for representation of girls hockey. So when I was a high school coach up in North Dakota, the whole thing was at the Ralph. So the boys' tournament was at the Ralph. The girls' tournament was all the same weekend. Everyone bust in and took over at Grand Forks. It was a huge, huge party for the parents. They had a good time. And um, the kids, you know, us and the boys teams were all somewhere. And it was, it was a big party and um, a lot of fun. And it was really fun for the girls to see where the boys got to have the same representation right. of the boys team. But Ingolstadt is only 10,000 seats. And so you can put three or 4,000 people in Ingolstadt. And the way they did it was the girls' championship was at 5 and the boys was at 7 okay. or 7.30. So you had basically that lower bowl because usually a Grand Forks boys team was in it. So you had the whole town of Grand Forks there by the second period of my game and the place was packed. So when we won the state championship, it was a, it was a very full or full feeling arena. I mean, it was, it was probably half full, but it didn't feel that way where um, you're never going to get, you're not going to get it. You're never going to get 15,000 people to watch a girls hockey game. You're not going to get 10,000 people. Um, I don't think some people would complain like, oh, the boys get to play at the X, the girls. Well, they did. That's, that's why it's there. It's and, the, but it, it's not the right venue for that. Um, I don't, th- I mean, I don't think so. I. It's more fun to play in front of a crowd. Well, right. And I think now that, I mean, what I would love to see at least have the conversation and, and I have no, I mean, I doubt this will ever happen, but now that Mariucci's going to a NHL size arena mm-hmm. or St. Thomas when they build theirs. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are state of the art, world class facilities. You're not going to be, from a facility standpoint, you're not going to be a second rate at Mariucci right. or St. Thomas, where I do see Ritter is probably a step down from being at the X from a facility standpoint. But but Mariucci's not. Mariucci's not. And and the other thing I think would what would be really great about having it there once you have the two is once you go into the consolation bracket, then you're still not offsite. Like you're still part of the tournament and you're just over at Ritter. So that's what we did up in North Dakota. And I loved it. So you just went to the second rank at Ingolstead and then you still were part of the whole mix of everything that was going on. And I thought that was awesome. It was a a much better atmosphere. People, you know, everyone got hotels and were around for the whole weekend. So Mm -hmm. that's what I, um, you know, the other thing, if we're going to keep it here, I think you have to find a way to make youth programs, make it almost free. Because like when, I mean, I think about that year, those years I was coaching youth hockey, I, um, I, we made it to state, the, the high school team made it to state and I was like, oh great, we'll all go. And it was like 60 bucks. Yeah. By the time you bought your ticket, someone got some popcorn, they got a pop. It was like, you know, and, and not every family can afford that. So to go tell a family, you have to go to the girls game and it's 65, yeah. 70 bucks. I think that's a huge economic challenge. And Absolutely. so I, if we're going to keep it here, I think you got to start giving booster clubs, you know, some sort of, you, you got to start right. making it, subsidizing it and telling booster clubs, okay, pay us two grand and your whole youth hockey association can come mm-hmm. and then we'll at least get some fans there. Mm-hmm. Why? So, okay. So here's another angle to this. Why don't more former players, women players, get with their friends they played with on their high school teams or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, get together and make it an event. Like, I mean, like the boys do. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of guys you grew up with, you get together every year and say, hey, you know, the tournament's coming on. Let's go. Yeah. That's, so why aren't the women doing that? You know, um, 
Well, I mean, because guys can take Bobby's kids. Guys hard hitting questions. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll take, the, you know, I'll take um, the kids if you want. Well, you got to remember, I mean, it, we're still in our early stages of girls hockey, yeah. right? I mean, so the first state tournament was 1995. Mm. Um, it's only, I mean, it's actually not that long. I mean, it's 30 years ago, but I mean, so that first, then it moved over here. And I think in the earlier years of girls high school hockey, you had the Holy Angels and the, you know, or you had, you didn't have communities going mm-hmm. as much. I mean, everyone likes to rag on Edina, but it took Edina 20 years to win a state championship. Wow. You know, they they made it a lot, but they didn't win until Sammy took over eight years ago and they won their first one. But they so so you really think about that's like the the big youth program. But I think they also challenge with it is it's so hard to go to. And also the weekend we have it is regional weekend for boys hockey. Mm. So if you have any siblings that are still playing youth hockey, it's like. Well, we'll go to this, but and so it's it's a really weird weekend if you think about what's going on very in the true. youth hockey associations. Yeah, very true. And it's hard to get there. Um, like for example, tomorrow night, um, I I want to get to our 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 um, U twelve and our U fifteen teams are still playing, and this is going on. And I was like, well, I'm gonna try to go watch the Stillwater kids if I can. And it's just it's a really busy time for this, so I think that also plays into part of why you're not going. But I will say, my kids who won, so I coach the youth teams. That were the 2007 and 2009 Stillwater team. So a bunch of those girls. My assistant coach is, is one of those kids. They all still get together all the time. That's awesome. And they still, um, they're really prideful of Allie being the assistant coach. And they do a lot um, together still. They're all in each other's weddings. So I think it'll happen. And I think if we would have made it to state, they would have all been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. You have an interesting story about your assistant coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell that? So she was... Um, so she was on my second team I coached. So I coached a U15 team, and then I coached a U12 team, and then I took a U15 team back. Um, I took them up to U15 from there. You should try coaching a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I think you need a couple more teams to coach. Well, this was, well, this was back in, you know, when I didn't have kids. And, um, and so Allie was my – on that, that U12 team that was awesome. And she – really funny story. So I, I coached them in the fall. Like in the – like some like – I can't – remember what used to be up at Blaine? They used to have like – it's called like showcase hockey or something like right. that. It was like a showcase. Team, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, before triple A took over the world. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're going to be the U12A head coach or co-head coach, but why don't you coach them in the fall and get to know the kids? And so, um, I walk in and there's a bunch of kids who they're, they're very confident young girls and they're winners. And, and Allie, she's this curly haired kid in the corner. And I'll never forget. She had a curly ponytail and everyone called her Gator. Yeah. She didn't say a freaking word. <laughs> didn't say a word. And Alligator. So, and so, yeah, well, you get it. Yeah. And so after like a couple of days, I was like, why do they call you Gator? She's like, like Alligator. And I was like, oh, your first name's Allie. Like, I get it now. And so um, on that team, which was really good, there were a lot of characters. She was like the kid who did anything I asked. You know, Allie, go play defense. Okay, Allie, play right wing. Allie, play center. She never said a word. She was by far the most favorite kid I've ever coached. And I will, and I tell her that all the time. Like she was so great. And so then took her up to U14. So that whole group jumped up. Our best defenseman on that team made the high school team as an eighth grader, who was probably the best high school defenseman at Stillwater ever, you know, um, tell Addie and Josie, I tell them that all the time. Um, but anyway, uh, so she, in the middle of that season, her mom got diagnosed with colon cancer um, at 45 years old and, um, she's still alive now and great. And, but then I was 25 and I started driving Allie to practice cause Ann was going through chemo and, and all that. And so, um, you know, 20 years later, so Aunt, Allie's mom is my daughter's godmother. 
Wow. And when I went to the hospital to have Nola, I actually thought her name was going to be Allie. <laughs> but then she came out and she looked nothing like this curly haired, <laughs> blue eye, you know, brown. I was like, you look nothing like an Allie that I thought you were going to look like. So we named her something else. Okay. But um, so then during COVID, Allie was bored out of her mind. She works in the financial services industry downtown. And she's like, I am so bored. What should I do? And I was like, why don't you go coach hockey? Like, why don't you do what I did when I was your age? So she started coaching in our U15 program. And then when Mira quit and took the job at St. Cloud, someone in the youth program was like, Allie, why don't you apply? And she said, no flipping way am I going to go deal with high school parents. But why don't you get Cashman out of retirement and see if she'll come back and coach high school hockey. So, so that was kind of, we were a package deal. Yeah, fantastic. So I told the athletic director, I said, I'll do it, but you have to let me pick my assistant. And, you know, which is fine. They let you do that. That's awesome. Great story. Yeah. Let's talk for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Jimmy's salad dressings and dips. Uh, it is hockey season. We're here for the state tournament. And uh, one thing that is great for sports is buffalo wings. And what's better with uh, buffalo wings than Jimmy's chunky blue cheese? So everybody knows Jimmy's is great on salads, but it's also uh, great for buffalo wings. Uh, I love buffalo chicken dip. And it's super easy. Here's my here's my recipe. Ready? Chunk of uh, Philadelphia cream cheese. Uh, about a cup of Jimmy's chunky blue cheese. Throw some chicken in there. Bunch of Frank's red hot. Throw it in a crock pot, and boom, it's awesome. Because Jimmy's has the big chunks of blue cheese, which what you which is what you want. Um, you don't even have to go buy any blue cheese chunks because it's right in the dressing. So it's awesome. Check out Jimmy's salad dressings and dips at Cub Foods and at High V. It's a locally owned company. And like Bobby Finn always says, don't you be messing mm-hmm. with, with the my dressing. dressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we didn't, God, we had it down and you now you, you, you usually started. I threw you. Oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Awesome. But uh, no, that's so getting back to the hockey, obviously mm-hmm. you got a game on right now. Pretty hard to believe that uh, South St. Paul is sticking with them. I mean, it's one nothing, but it shots have to be 20 or 30 to one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what uh, what do you like in the double A? Some big games. Oh, tonight. some big games. Um, some great games, I think. Um, so I I joke. I mean, I think this is the first time in the history of girls high school hockey that Dinah is a sen- sentimental favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, Finally, not with me. Not with me. I'll tell you that I much. Mean, it's it's kind of amazing that you look at the four and you're like, oh, I think I'd like you, Dinah, to win that. Um, no, uh, I. I so go in the first game at the six o'clock game, Andover's D is really tough. So they have that big first line with Gettle Brown and Berger. But what makes Andover special is they they have sixty who can just shut you down and they're punishing and they play really physical. So in that first game, um, unless Uma just absolutely stands on her head, and she can. I mean, she's averaging giving up less than a goal a game, and her save percentage, I believe, is over ninety five. So wow. she's goalie in the history of Minnesota. Yeah, she's the best goalie in the history of Minnesota is that hockey. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, she had her hundredth win against us. Yeah. Like, I mean, wow. Really, really glad to she, make that she, happen for. Her. She started as a goalie at Breck for two years as seventh and eighth grade. So she won two national or two state championships, and then went back to where she's from in Edina, and she's started for Edina ever since she's been a freshman. Yep. Six over oh, hundred. So hundred. 103 wins now. So we we were part of, we're in the record book. Yeah, we were the 100th. <laughs> we, we, we put the... It's the, always the, fun. You don't We gave her the second zero. Of, right? Yeah. But, I hey. was like, I saw it on Twitter after and I texted Sammy and I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> no, but um, very classy kid. Um, a kid you want to see succeed. Really good um, kid. So I, 
I think it's going to be a really good game, a really well-played game. I see Andover probably winning 4-2. Um, you know, I it's going to be really hard for – I think Edina, Edina would have to score three or four goals to beat Andover to win. So Don't we'll see. That's not get those three yeah, I just – I think that's a lot. So I think Andover – I mean, Andover in the last three weeks since Brown has been back in their lineup, she had a broken collarbone. Um, they've been pretty much unstoppable on that first line in there. And their D are just too t- are really tough. So we'll see. I, I give the coaching. Um, I think Sammy's the best coach in the state. She'll come up with something. Um, all she does is win. So it wouldn't surprise me if Andover or if Edina knocked him off. But mm-hmm. I think Andover is going to give Andover the nod in that one. Andover win last year? They win it off? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Andover beat Minnetonka. And girls. Yep. All right. And then the second one, um, man, is that going to be a good game? I, 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 I arguably think that could the way the seating worked out, I, I think Gentry... Actually, I think Minnetonka got the the shorter end of the stick in all of it because Alworo just scored the second one. Um, but I think Gentry probably should have been the three seed, and then playing Andover in the semifinal, and then Minnetonka in the, and then a late conference showdown in the semi. That's probably how it could have worked out, but it didn't. So I and then and then uh, Centennial probably could have been the fifth seed. Right. And so Minnetonka gets Centennial, who's really strong. Miss Hockey finalist in O'Hara, you know, last night. I think they got the most underrated player in the state, too. That The goalie, Kay- yeah. Kaylin Gross, she's amazing. Right. And she almost won that yeah, game. Yeah, so she almost stole one yes. from the attack last night. And had like 50-some yep. saves, I think. Yeah, so Lindsay scored in the first minute of the game yeah. and then held it for a long time, right. and then they scored one at the end of the second. Come, And then Centennial tied it up, and then Avar scored with like a minute left. Yep. Um, but Gentry is very – I mean, we've seen Gentry more than anybody. Um, very polished. Karis Adjevic, probably the best pure goal scorer in the state. And so I I think the key for Minnetonka is going to be they're going to have to get over 30 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to get to get to that second line of defense and get the D, their big 3D to turn and play, turn and have to chase them around a little bit. If they can do that and generate 30-plus shots of offense, I, I think Minnetonka wins in like a 5-4 game. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be back and forth and in a really, really well-played, high-quality girls' hockey oh, yeah. game. But I think Minnetonka just has a little bit more firepower. I think their depth. I think their depth is what's going to get them, yep. too. Like, the starting five, I mean, they're both phenomenal, all, mm-hmm. both teams. But I, I love the, how polished and poised. Like I said, that those Gentry girls have been playing together for five years. Yep. And they know each other so well. And there's the firepower they have, and they're, they get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, I, I mean, I think the key for Minnetonka, I think Minnetonka has a slight edge, I would say, in goaltending. Um, not much. I mean, Lamming's been playing really well. They haven't given up much at all in the last month as far as goals. Um, but Layla Hemp's a good little goalie back there, and she's been play, had a great sophomore, so, great sophomore USA, season. Yeah. yeah, made Team USA um, against us when we played. I don't know if you remember that. She she held him in it for the first yes, period and a half. We, we outshot him. To him I thought. We stopped four or five breakaways, stopped Brookie Nelson on the doorstep, which was – Oh, probably the save of the year in girls' high school hockey. Right. I mean, against Miss Hockey Day, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, man, right? Yeah, she's yeah. Ph- phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I like Minnetonka in a in a very close game, like a five four six five. I think there's gonna be lost. I I think there will be some scoring tonight, which will be really good for for the game. Yeah, Heck yeah. You gonna go? How will it? Will We're gonna go sting tonight. Too much? No, it won't sting too much. Um, I throw s- stuff on the ice. No, beer cans. not at all. I uh, <laughs> so the coaches of some of those teams are pretty good friends of mine. Um, so like I, I've known Sammy since she was 12 years old and I've, I actually coached her a little bit in some triple A stuff as she was coming up. And then um, 
Tracy Cassano, who's the Minnetonka coach, and I played together growing up for the Thoroughbreds. So I've known her for 30 years. So um, we'll see. Um, so it's, you know, I, I like to see three out of the four women in the semifinal women coaches. I think that's great for girls hockey, and I think that's really important. And so I'll be there to support the good. cause. And I think some of the girls are coming down, and we're going to go as a team. Yeah, so, good. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk uh, a little more about uh, some of our favorite sponsors because we really do appreciate it here at Pull Tab Sports. Um, and this would be Joel Mama's Salsa. Uh, Joel Mama's uh, makes fantastic salsa. And uh, I picked some up the other night. Bobby came over and we pounded some Joel Mama's. You know what flavor that was? It wasn't your favorite. It was not. Mango habanero. It was still good. It was, uh, it was the medium. It was, the, uh, it was a little bit spicy. And it was really good. Um, and Joe Mama's is made again right here in uh, your favorite state. Um, actually, it's made over in River Falls, Wisconsin. It is. Yep. And uh, they're from Woodbury and Cottage. Park. Well, yeah, you can't mess with the <laughs> Kemper family. They'll mess you up. So uh, Joe Mama's is awesome. And what Joe Mama's does is they are there to support your your uh, sports team. So if you're getting into the spring sports, whether it be, you know, uh, softball or baseball or lacrosse you name it uh sell joe mamas and they'll give you um basically up to i think you buy it for 650 and they give you three bucks back for your team Pretty good you don't deal. have to find freezer space like you do with pizzas you can put it right on the shelf you could buy dozens of them if you want um, and, and support your team so check them out um check out their site so you can learn how to do the fundraising through uh joe mamas right uh, thanks for joe to joe mamas for sponsoring us thanks joe mamas so, Bobby got more hard-hitting questions. Go easy now. Well, go yeah. easy. Well, then tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, you grew up in Matamidi. Yep. And, you know, so grew up in Matamidi, and then you went, after that, you went and played college. Yep. So grew up in Matamidi. Um, we were, like, one of the original. So my parents are St. Paul people, um, Rice Streeters. Ooh. Bobby. <laughs> um, that's not Hardy or Johnson. That's not uh, East Side. Como. Oh, Como. God, yeah, don't, yeah. don't so they're, they're not here right now. Bobby might start throwing hands. Yeah. So I uh so the Fulmer boys at Roseville are are family friends. And so we we joke pretty pretty well with each other when we're playing in a Suburbanese matchup. We we all seem to get out. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh. But so my dad actually my brother was born, they moved him out of Midai, um, nineteen seventy seven. And then I grew up there, went to Catholic grade school and then played high school soccer at Matamidai High School. Um and then we didn't have girls hockey, so I played for like a traveling AAA team called the Thoroughbreds, which was like the original tier one team in Minnesota. Okay, yeah. So um, that was a team that was around actually. Like Winnie Broat was on our was part of it when she wasn't playing boys hockey, and um, a lot of really good players. Molly Engstrom, who's the coach at Maine, was on my team. She was an Olympian. Um, Tracy, who's the coach at Minnetonka, was on the team older than me. She's two years older than me. So yeah, fun team. We traveled all over the country playing hockey um, before any, I mean, that was like AAA before AAA, but that's what you had to do to play. I didn't have the choice until I got, I would have had the choice, I think my sophomore year to play high school hockey. And by then I had already was on my path. Is that the team when Winnie wasn't able to go to New Hampshire? She played. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she skipped a year after yep. her senior year. Yep. And played and with played us and played for the Thoroughbreds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, she did pre and post. So she would play. So we, we had like three or four or that, the older team. So she was on the, she was on the team with Tracy. So I was on the younger team. Um, they're three or four years older than me. Um, and you, we had like three or four players that would play high school hockey if they had a high school team. And then, you know, so they, we'd start as a season, play like 15 games. They go to their high school team. Then they come back from the national tournament. So kind of like what they do now yeah. for what Addie's doing. 
Um, so I did that. And then, um, you know, wanted to play, wanted to keep playing hockey was Sacred Heart recruited me to go out there and play for them. I liked the idea of going away and playing out east until I actually had to go out east and play hockey. <laughs> and um, you homesick or what? Yeah, what do you like about it? Really? Super homesick. I, I'm really close um, with my dad and my brother, and so um, and my especially my brother. And so when I he was a he, he was a junior at St. Thomas in a, or a senior at St. Thomas when I was a freshman in college, and. I, you know, we talked every day and I just wanted to come home and, yeah. um, my, you know, my sister-in-law and him got married, right. You know, two years out of college. And so I don't know, I was really close with them and didn't like being away from them. And, and Gustavus wanted me to play for them right out of high school, but I wanted to try like the D one thing and I should have just probably went there to begin with, but it was a great, great experience. Um, and then went back and played at Gustavus at the beginning of their heyday of, I was, so I think they won like eight or nine Mayak championships wow. in a row. Um, like starting my junior year or my senior year all the way through. And I was part of those teams. And so we won the team that my freshman group so that I wasn't there. They took second in the country. My team took third, my sophomore year. And then we finished like fifth, my senior year. Wow. And so I played for the legendary Mike Carroll, who's still the coach there. And I have two kids from Stillwater that are going down to play for him. And he was recruiting him and they're like, they're like, how old is, how old is he? And I was like, I had to do the math. And I was like, and then I had to do the math on like how long it's been since I've been playing. Right. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I played at Gustavus, had a great career. And then, um, I had to grow up and get a real job. Like I thought about coaching, but student loans and a, and a house payment. And sure. <laughs> what brought you up to North Dakota? Cause you won a state championship. Coach I did there, right? 10 years ago yesterday. That's incredible. So again, makes you feel old because it feels like it was yesterday. You won a state championship coaching in North Dakota? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, um, my husband, so I met my husband when I was, I think 25 or 26. He was in law school. He's a lawyer. And then recession happened. Jobs were scarce for lawyers that, unless he wanted to go like clerk and do meaningless work, he got an opportunity to go up to Bismarck. And he asked, he's like, do you, do you want to go to Bismarck and live? And I was like, <laughs> not really, but okay. So we flew up there. I'll never forget this. He's like, it was record cold. It was negative 30 degrees, like not windchill, like negative 30 degrees. There's a lot of hills to take that windchill away. Right? Yeah, but it was. No, there's In not. Bismarck, there are. Just, are there? In Fargo, okay. it's flat as, you mean, you could just roll home from Fargo from up there. But anyway, so we actually started coaching the mite program. Um, and we didn't know anyone. And so we're like, well, we should meet people. Which, what do we know how to do? We know how to golf and we know how to coach hockey. So he, Your husband coach too? he, he was the might director. No way. Um, and I'll never forget. It's such a small world, right? Yeah. So, uh, Lily Fetch from Eastridge oh, yeah, yeah. was on our first, no so they're way. from Bismarck. Yeah. So Lily's She's a great kid. Yeah. Lily's older, Lily's older sister, um, uh, Emma was on our, so she's the middle of the three fetch girls. She was on our first mic group and I'll never forget. Like we show up and there are 70 people on the ice and it's just the two of us. And we have no idea what we're doing because <laughs> we, you know, you don't know how to coach mite hockey until you have your own kids in mite hockey, but we were dumb enough to be like, yeah, how hard can it be? And then the other kid that was in our group was Madison Brown oh from Andover. God. You couldn't have got them to come to Stillwater? Uh, well, you know, um, I wasn't a Stillwater coach then, yeah. but you know, no, so it, so fetches when they moved home when they when they were moving from Bismarck though they called us and said like, 
you know, where should we move? And I did try to get them. You know, I was not, I was having babies at that time. I'm like, move to Stillwater. It's a great girls hockey program. They moved to Eastridge. And I was like, Jason, man, like, what? <laughs> Gun screwed up. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, all right, well, yeah, good luck. Good. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But they're a great family. So good friends of ours. Coach in Bismarck. And then, um, like, I think two years into our time there, Bill Curl, whose daughter is Britta Curl, yeah. who is the captain at Wisconsin. Wow. called me and we became friends through the Mite program. So more or less what you're saying is you're the greatest co coach in the history of Mites. Yes, of Mites, for sure. Of <laughs> I think Mites, she got for sure. Her job. They looked at her coaching. Yeah, Where's no. your resume? Yeah, and Mites. Well, like, what did so you do yeah, for Mites? I was so awesome at Mites. They're like, actually, I think I was so bad at Mites. They're like, maybe she should coach people who can skate because she can't <laughs> teach them how to skate for crap. And Bill got me to coach the high school girls team. That's awesome. So Bill called me and said the high school coach quit. And I was pregnant with Patrick. Oh, geez. And I, he's like, any chance you'd take on the girls high school job? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, sure. Why not? You know, and, and I had nothing else. I mean, we didn't know anybody. We knew like six people. Yeah. And I was like, well, if this is a way to meet people, like, well, sure. And so then I took over the team and we won a state, we won a state championship and then took second the next year. And then I got pregnant with Nola and Brad said, no, no more, more changing diapers and hockey rinks for me. Like you can go back to it when the kids are done Yeah. with. So, but it was a, um, coaching in North Dakota hockey makes you really appreciate, like you're flying, you're driving a hundred miles at a minimum just for most play. of your games just right. to play. So you have to really figure out how to do a lot more with a lot less. Right. And we had parents that were like, what do you need? Like, what do you want? And I said, I need somewhere to shoot. I need to teach these kids how to shoot. So the dad, one of my dads owned a bus company. So he, he had every school bus contract, I think from like Bismarck to Spokane, Washington or something. It was crazy. Like the amount of co school contracts he had. So he cleared out all of his buses from one of his sheds and built me a shooting area. So he brought in That's like awesome. a lot of money of uh, synthetic ice. And we had this, and then he put four sharpshooters or five sharpshooters up. So each kid had their own like group of four had like a bay to shoot in. Oh my God. And That's we called like it the bus stop. That's like, oh, that's great. It's like a movie. You know? like, like, All right, we're building it. We're doing yeah, it. And so he will cut to really the funny. montage so of he people. Called me and he was like, what do you need? And I was like, yeah, it'd be great to have somewhere to shoot. And he calls me like three weeks later and he's like, hey, why don't you stop up at the bus station or the bus garage and I'll show you what I did. And he literally like built this like 20,000 square foot thing. Wow. And we and the kids use their skates and synthetic ice. And so who do we know with the bus company? <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like, but it was um, the people up there were incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. And um, North Dakota's hockey has come a long way. It's, it's uh, come a long way. You get into Fargo and they have some really good teams. Yeah, it has. And they're um, they're really prideful of it. I will say North Dakota Sioux hockey fans are. The Fighting Hawks? The Fighting Hawks. You're I correct. I don't know so who these pretty, people are. Never heard the of fighting them. Fighting Hawks. Um, I don't know if you know, but Tommy was, uh, he was in the spirit squad for the Gophers. Oh, really? I don't know what that he means. He can't say what he was. But, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's a Gopher. Were you Goldie? Rah, 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 you I was just Goldie? on the spirit squad, oh. so yeah, I helped out. Well, uh, yeah. I will tell you that going to Fighting Hawks games, um, also make you appreciate how much smarter you can Minnesota say hockey. Sue. I don't. Yeah, fighting give me Sue. A break. They're the Sue. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, um, but it was it was really fun. It was a really great time. Um, those people became like family. So yeah, the curls. So Britta Curls, the captain of Wisconsin, um, was on my team, and her her dad was really instrumental in me coaching up there, and I, so we got to know him really well, and we're still really good friends. And um, so she she dang near made the Olympic team, and then she. When Brianna Decker broke her leg, she was flying to Canada or flying to China and then had got COVID. Yeah, so then they that shipped was her. kind of BS, right? 
Yeah, you know, um, I mean, they said she tested positive for COVID, but she had to quarantine for like two weeks, you know, quarantine and then try to t test. What do you say, negative. Bobby? Uh, what do you got? I think there's you a conspiracy here first. there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I all I know is that the, it was a very heartbreaking situation, yeah. and she um, she is certainly deserving to be a an Olympian there. And and what's really amazing about her is like, um, and this is kind of goes into the transfer stuff we talk about. Everyone on Earth told her to leave Bismarck. They're like, this place. Like, what are you doing playing hockey in Bismarck, North Dakota? Like, go to Shattuck. Go to Naha. Go. Go down and play in Minneapolis. Like, go do something, but don't do this. And she's like, if I'm not good enough to stay here and play, then I'm not good enough. That's cool. That's incredible. Because she had a career. Hold on. I mean, she right. had an amazing career. Right. And and one of the things I loved, and I can't remember, who, I think it was the one of the BC coaches, told her, the thing we love about you the most is that you haven't been playing thousands of hours ceiling, of hockey. Your ceiling is significantly yeah. higher. Your, ceil your ceiling's way higher. Because she was, and she was like, and she's that kid that like so she um she's the kicker on the boys football team up there. No way. She's Kathy Ireland. We yeah, gotta... right. Well, no, but yeah, I mean she literally, but she was like kicking soccer balls and screwing her out, out on the turf, and they're like, Can you be the kicker? And she literally was the kicker on the football team. And then, you know, just like, oh, I'm bored, I'm gonna go play golf and makes it on the golf team. And like she's just one just of those natural, natural athlete. athletes, all state soccer player. But the one of the things in girls that I really I agreed with this is a lot of her success became came because she was one of four kids. She's the second oldest of four kids and being home with her family mattered. Mm -hmm. And she realized that, you know, being a successful athlete was also contributed because her mom and dad were able to go to her games Yeah, and she yeah, was able to have support a support staff. Yeah. And so, um, it's tough when you, you hear stories about kids like in Canada, especially where they leave home and 16, 15 years old and, I don't raise kids to just say, all right, somebody else raise them. Well, right. You know, and, and I know it might be the best for their dream, but at the same time, what about them as a human being? Somebody well, else has taken over. Well, right. And like in girl sports, the, the ceiling maybe is the Olympics for 18 kids. And, and the reality is these girls that are playing in the Olympics now play on the team for like 10 years. Right. So there's like two spots every yeah, five years. That's got to change. I, I hope that they, um, I mean, I think this big group has been a big group for a long time and you start yeah. seeing some turnover, but then those girls will just be on the team for five or six years. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> so my point is, is that like, there isn't anything past this really, um, you know, to go to college mm -hmm. would be great. And that's a really exciting thing. But if you're not in it for friendships right. and making friends and building roots and having someone to, somewhere to go home to, like you're missing it. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to pick a winner of the tourney? Sure. <laughs> and over. <laughs> there you go. That's, there you uh, go. We'll rewind the tape. Uh, yeah, I uh -huh. think um, I think Andover's D. I think the way they're, they're kind of a D first team, and and I think it's going to be a great game. Whoever wins the, the second semifinal um, will give them a really tough test. Gentry already beat Andover this year. Minnetonka and Andover have split. Um they're the four best teams. They are the four best teams. Yeah. And so I run like, so to your question, like when you asked me like, well, does it hurt? No, they were better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it would hurt more if you were better and you lost Yeah. than if you lost to a team that, I mean, we would have had to have played a perfect game and we darn near did it for 34 minutes. We played perfect. Yeah, you um, did. You really did. And we just, they, but a better team finds 
that finds that seam where you're not perfect. Somebody at some point, and a mistake will happen, and and a mistake happens, and they capitalize, and they have the players to do it. So I think whoever. I also think that that semifinal, that second semifinal game, will spend the time, spend a lot of time beating each other up tonight, and it's going to be a really punishing hockey game, and it's going to be back and forth. And I think to turn around the next night, where I think the Andover Dinah game will be more of a, it'll be a. It'll be more of a slower played game, not as punishing. It'll be less, less. It'll just be more tactical, I guess yeah. is probably the better word. Yeah. Than, um, than physical and emotional. Yep. Let me ask you. So, um, I'll set you up here. Maybe I'll throw you a softball. What was your favorite part of uh, your team this year and and playing? I remember one game in particular that I watched on TV. That was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, hockey day was great. Um, hockey day was super fun. Yeah. And and I will say this, like. I I didn't even need to play in the game. The game was one thing. The practice, the morning before, where you get just your kids and you walk through the entrance and you go out and you're out there with your team and all the Bally's people are like watching you practice. Um, it was really special. Yeah. And it was fun and we were all kind of loose and giving each other a hard time and and it was kind of before the cameras were rolling and we could just be ourselves. And, and that I, I got home that day and I was like, I, I'm done. I don't even need to go tomorrow. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. And, and it was just fun to be there with the kids. And we have a, a group with a lot of personality. So doing stuff like that is really fun. Like if you had I've coached some teams where they're just far too serious about what they're doing, that they can't let loose in a moment like that. And I think. I mean, the clip was played quite a bit when the kids were dancing. Yeah. And so the, the backstory on that was um, the band was out on the ice and they screwed up when. So we were supposed to warm up for 10 minutes. We got to warm up for like three minutes and Bally's like, get them off the ice. We got to get going. We got to get going. So we've come off the ice and then we come back on and they're like, actually, you still have 10 minutes. You're like, you mean we could have warmed up like we were supposed to warm up and it's negative 10 degrees out, but okay, no problem. Well, so White Bear starts skating around, but the band isn't where, and I, I said this, I looked at my assistant coaches. I said, if you think I'm going to let Addie take out the band, <laughs> lose an edge or, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> we were joking about it, but Let's I was like, warm up fast. Yeah. Well, so we didn't skate around. And so then she took the band though. Well, I just like Cal Stanford. <laughs> for those listening that maybe don't know, Bobby's daughter, Addie <laughs> plays for plays, plays for me. Plays and she's, um, her nickname yeah. is Addie fun. Um, okay, so yeah. she, she gives us a, she, she's a lot of fun to coach. And so anyway, so then the kids start dancing and they're like, well, we can't go skate like white bear skating. So we'll start dancing to, um, it was some song. I don't even remember what the song was, but then the clip, if you look at any hockey day clip is of that, those, ki- those the kids, kids dancing. dancing yeah. And that was because we were afraid to take out the band. And I think we would have, like, I mean, we, we were not, we're not averse to losing an edge a time or two. So would she get um, a penalty for that? <laughs> probably. Um, so that was a highlight. I would also say, um, you know, there, there's a couple highlights just in the fact that, um, I think the kids did a good job this year of becoming a team. And, um, and, and I think it just comes with maturity where they were a kind of an up and coming team freshman and sophomore year. And I think, I often say, I think the worst thing that ever happened to our group is they made state during COVID year. And it was just a false set of like, maybe being, thinking you were maybe better than you are, mm-hmm. um, and knocking off Hill Murray. And then last year, you know, losing in this section quarter section semifinal, not that you'd want to take that away from them, but I think it, 
it put a target on that group's back at a really young age. And so I think with that came some just a lot of stress for a young group of kids. And this year they seemed to really embrace the target that they had most of the time and didn't weren't so worried about points and status and making teams. And um, I think they also when you have four kids committed to Division one school, you have to realize that this is the fun part of hockey. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to go have to try out for USA hockey junk and you're going to have to go and um, prove yourself over and prove, over again. And, 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 and you're, you're, when you go to that stuff, you have to be an individual. Yeah. You have to jump off the page. Um, even to make some of these elite league things, like you have to kind of play a different way. Right. And those games are geared towards two or three game series or when they go down to Dallas, it's a five game tournament. So your mentality is much different than a high school season. Our girls needed to... To realize that this is like the fun part of hockey, playing yeah. with your friends, yeah, is is supposed to be fun. Um, and if it's not fun, like I'm not doing my job, or they're not doing their job, or the parents aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, I was pretty proud of the kids that they seem to embrace that this is fun again. Yeah. And um, my style is I want them to be who they are. So it's good. Hey, that was uh, <laughs> Phil Jackson, right? That was yeah. Phil Jackson's whole thing. Is like I'm not going to suppress individuals. I'm going to pull that out of them and Rodman, you be Rodman and MJ, you be MJ. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so my whole thing, like, and I thought my coach at Gustavus did a pretty good job of this. Like he, he didn't really want us to all be the same. He wanted me to be me and he wanted my roommate to be my roommate. And, and so I never had to be like my, and and in business, I work in a medical device space. My, my pet peeve is when someone says, well, that person needs to go rebrand themselves. You know, like, because that's not going to happen. Well, and it's insulting. Change, yes, absolutely. It's like it's like, well, they're not good enough where they were, and or whatever. And so I, or people create a narrative about someone that they have no idea, mm-hmm. and then that becomes the truth. And people do it far too much about kids. Yeah, with they, kids, they yeah. they think they know what's going on in my locker room, and they think they know my kids. And I'm like, you have like no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. You you see them for thirty seconds a day in a clip on TV or you heard about something from someone, you have no clue. So I want my kids to be individuals and I want them to be who they are. And it's my job or it's a coach's job to get them to be together as a team. Right. But I don't want 15 Josie St. Martins and I don't want 15 Addy Finns. I want one Josie. I want one Addy. I want one Lily Timmons and I want them to be who they are. Yeah. As people. Bobby, do you wish you had 15 Addy Finns? I don't know how I wouldn't be alive. Probably. <laughs> oh my God. Have a lot of fun that though. Would be, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe about, maybe about 10 Connors. years. Right now I don't need it. 15 yeah. Connors, 15 Addies. Oh, Look out. No. I'm moving out of the neighborhood right. if that happens. Yeah. No, I think, I think one is probably yeah, enough suffice, for us. Right. But she, um, you know, you, but you want kids like Addie or like a lot of the kids that I have that are very, loyal to their coach in the sense that like they trust and they try to do what you asked. And when they screw up, they're okay with a little bit of a little bit of course correction. Yeah. Perfect. Sometimes tough love, sometimes not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sometimes we mess with them. But you got to have it, right? It makes a team, <laughs> but Hey, we are also sponsored by Duke cannon. And uh, if you want the serious flow, get Duke cannon. Get, uh, don't be a JV hockey player. You got two weeks until, the big uh, hair uh, hockey hair day. Mm-hmm. So uh, get Duke Cannon. Bought uh, Target and DukeCannon.com. You can get a discount if you uh, put in pull tab 10. So 
at Duke Cannon. Is that still a thing? Are they still doing the all hockey hair thing? They are doing it. They are K- doing Kinger it. is the man. Speaking yeah. of, like, Holtec I sports. think I would love to see the team that just showed up with, like, a buzz cut again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, John King, this is for you. Buzz <laughs> like, cut and dyed yellow. Remember no, that? just oh, yeah. nothing. Like, we're just going to be normal high schoolers. Like, yeah. you, what would they that do? doesn't happen. I think half they're, the kids, that, the teams that think they're going to state, they already start growing out their oh, hair. Oh, like, 100%. Three months ago, oh, yeah. great. 100%. I don't even think they want They care about playing in the tournament. They <laughs> right. just want to make the all hockey hair team. They the kid last year, like, did like an advertisement for his long cutting service? Yes, it was Pioneer Pioneer Landscape. <laughs> Pioneer Landscape. That was, that was, was it a hill kid? Yoakum's kid. It was? Yeah, it was his buddy. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. Hey, that's good advertising. But yeah, I, I mean, you do watch it now and you're like, I just want to see the kid with like a normal haircut. And like, what would they do with that? <laughs> yeah, they... no, not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> not like, yeah, make he's the not making the squad. Yeah. But long. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is really funny. I mean, it's something taking a. The girls can't quite. Can't do it. What do they do? Well, yeah, I mean, nothing that I'd want them to do. Right. Yeah, right. They have to, like, yeah. But, you know, seems, seems career limiting yeah, in the right? future. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, nice talking to you. It was great. And uh, thanks for Wild Bills and uh, Jess for the support and, and all the hospitality today. Wild Bills is great. Wild. Right across from the X. Wait, right Come across. on down. Get over here. Fill this place up. We'll be back here in a couple weeks, too, so come on out and be a part of the cast here, but uh, we can be heard on Spotify, YouTube, and uh, all major platforms for your uh, your podcast. Please like and subscribe. Follow Thank us on Instagram. Instagram. Follow us on the TikTok. Follow us all. TikTok, Instagram, everything. You got it. But uh, thank you for listening. And remember, every day, wake up. Don't, uh, don't do the wrong thing. Do the right things. Be a good person. Help people. Don't hurt people. And most of all, don't be a dick.